Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I mentioned at the start of the programme this survey in the UK and a quarter of workers have had their accent mocked, criticised and singled out in professional settings. 30% of students also citing the same problem in university. And I just mentioned at the start of the show today, like this is, I would say there's not a day goes by that I, I don't get this in some form or in some way or description, whether it be on the text line or like you get the, the dog's abuse then that you get in the messages, you know, from people on, on Twitter, all about my accent. And then leave it to the people that you're who think you're not Donegal enough. I don't sound like I'm, I don't have a strong enough Donegal accent. And that too, then obviously that causes problems uh, for people. But there's a lot of you getting in touch with us today. I want to hear from people in Dublin, in Cork, in Kerry, wherever you are, the Midlands, across the country today. Do you suffer from accent discrimination? There is a hierarchy of accents and it's affecting people getting jobs, according to this uh, this research. Paddy is with us on the line in Wicklow. Paddy, I believe you are originally Donegal, but you think it's actually an advantage? Uh, yeah, thanks for talking to me, Andrea. Um, yeah, I was saying it to Ross earlier. Um, I even found uh, my accent has been an advantage down here on the East Coast because, uh, as I said to Ross, um, when people hear my accent, they go, oh, Donegal, you know, oh, Donegal's beautiful. You know, that's the first <laughs> thing they'll say about the, you know, because everybody's They're a lot nicer Donegal to you, Paddy. A lot nicer to me. In the last, you know, in the last 10 years, Donegal's really, you know, been put on the map, you know, by the Wild Atlantic Way, etc. Um, I, I was just saying to Ross, I've got colleagues there from different parts of Dublin, say Tala, and they would experience more discrimination than I would, you know, for their accents. Because I think, you know, sometimes, I mean, you'd know a Tala, most people in Dublin would know a Tala accent or a, a Ballymun accent or something, you know. So sometimes I think um, people in cities are probably more discriminated against than people like myself or yourself from the region. I know people are saying your, your accent's not strong enough, Andrea. Yeah, I get but, that a lot, actually. <laughs> but you're, uh, you're Bally Shannon. Yeah, is, sure, I'm basically Leitrim. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, most Donegal people would disown yeah. me, really, actually. They'd think I'm more Leitrim or Sligo, you know. But there are some people around Bundoran and that, you know, wouldn't have nearly a Sligo accent, so... You're, you actually still have the twang. You never <laughs> lost it. Fair play. I'll, yeah. I'll, um, I'll have to yeah. put some of our listeners in touch with you, Paddy. So the next time, the next time I get uh, these these particular messages. <laughs> but d- do you find that people make jibes at you or criticise you? Like, do, do you ever get the kind of the slagging though that goes with it? Oh, of course we do. Oh yeah, Donegal, the Forgotten County. You use all of a chip on your shoulder up there. You know, you get some of that now and again. You know, I'm sure you are all mad up there, drivers, mad drivers. That's one that you get a lot. You know. Um, I remember I was at a Tommy Tiernan concert uh, one night or show one night and uh, somebody <laughs> was heckling him and he says hey, are you from Donegal he says and they says aye we are Tommy and uh, he says is there not some tree you should be, should be wrapped around <laughs> that was Tommy Tiernan's response to the heckler you know? the heckling yeah yeah okay yeah. Um, text in from a listener here who says having an English accent here actually causes constant comments this is from um, somebody from the UK now living in Ireland um, another listener talking about the Cork accent constantly gets slagged look give us a call actually because I'd love to talk to people in Cork and Kerry about this as well today it's 1800 453 106 Mark is with us as well Paddy Mark you um, do you suffer from accent discrimination <laughs> How you doing? Um, I, you know, I do a little bit. I live, I live in England, so I get it quite a lot. But sort of my take on it is really, 
sort of, I think a lot of it is down to the media and representation of the so, so-called sort of regional accents. Like when you turn on the radio or television, for the most part, what you're hearing is, is a sort of South Dublin accent, or is, as it was described earlier, the sort of mid-Atlantic. And yes. Andrea, I think you sort of fell into the trap of it yourself earlier on on introducing the, the piece to Pat earlier on, where you described him as having sort of a neutral accent. Yeah. But really, objectively, I think to, to kind of anybody from outside of Ireland, he'd have quite a strong accent, but it's just that in Ireland, that's sort of the most common accent we hear. Where you don't know where somebody's from. Well, it's just this, you know, I suppose like in terms of sort of like the so-called kind of regional accents sort of represented in the media, you generally sort of hear it in like sports and entertainment really hear accents from around the country. But when it comes to sort of the voice of like, I suppose, sort of authority, authority like yeah, the, news, the yeah. news or yeah. anything like that, it's most, mostly sort of the South Dublin sort of mid-Atlantic accent um, that we hear, you know, and it's the same in England as well. It's like it's, it's the posh accent that talks about the news. And it's, it's sort of the Yorkshire accent when it's sport or do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I've worked in news for about 13 years. So the poor listeners of News Talk and Ocean FM and well, uh, <laughs> Shamside have been subjected. I think you're a wonderful <laughs> exception. <laughs> Thanks a million, Mark. Do you, um, have you ever suffered this in work, though? I mean, it would, when you're now working in the UK, do people yeah. slag your Irish accent? Completely. And it's, you know, it's funny and sort of in the era of people becoming sort of more sort of responsible and aware of sort of discriminating, the sort of being Irish is still something that's sort of an open joke here. And even actually, I used to work in uh, in actually UK Parliament. And before I started working there, I went in to give in all my forms and all that and uh, got told outright by the HR person that because of the accent, my security checks would take longer. Just purely in the basis of the sound of your voice. <laughs> that's what he said yeah and that's you know, not I mean you're not talking com- about a time in the troubles or anything this is this is recent enough, I know I'm talking about I suppose this would have been about four or five years ago or something like that so and uh, and yeah and kind of most workplaces I've been like it's generally good natured but it's so normal for someone to come yeah. up to you and just put on a sort of uh, sort of Darby O'Gill accent at you you know and uh, and proclaim that it's a good accent despite my protest you know <laughs> another text in here from a listener very similar to you as well Mark he says I actually think the media in the Republic of Ireland is responsible for accent snobbery 99% of those on TV and radio between the presenters and the advertisers have the typical South Dublin accent no matter where the person is originally from they all speak in the very same generic accent as well uh, Aoife Grace Moore is a journalist political uh, correspondent with the Sunday Times Aoife I know this is something that you've talked about before but uh, you you're a sort of a, an accent victim as well in all of this. I don't think uh, victim is the right word, but um, anytime I go on the TV or radio, there is not you know an instance that passes without someone sending me a message or writing online or sending me an email telling me that they don't like the way I talk, that they can't understand what I'm saying. Um, when I'm on TV, the common tweet that I get is that I should have subtitles. Um, a lot of it is, you know, we're talking about er, the guest earlier was saying, oh, it thinks it's different areas. A lot of it is based in total classism. I think, you know, when you're saying like, oh, everyone knows a Tala accent, it's not the area that they're saying. It's the it's the background you think this person comes from. And I completely agree. I think there's a real snobbery in media, especially broadcast media. Um, about, you know, who gets to speak on TV and for the amount of, you know, really hateful messages that I get, I get so many more from women, especially from the Northwest, saying that they really enjoy getting to hear someone 
who sounds like them because yeah. it is so few and far between. I know. It's it's interesting, and I know the the, the media maybe and and the um the the sort of the broadcasting landscape is is maybe slightly different. But but beyond that, was it something that you ever dealt with? Like, but before you enter journalism, Aoife, did you were you ever slagged about oh. your accent and? A hundred percent. Like I still get it now, like in social social situations, and most people are being nice about it. Um, but there is, you know, when someone's pissed and they'll come up to you and say, "Can you say hi now, Brian Guy?" <laughs> like that, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, which I don't mind. Like people are just doing it, like it's funny or whatever. But a lot of it, as soon as people hear my accent, um, especially in pubs or whatever, as soon as they hear my accent, they assume something about you. They assume, you know, certain things about where you come like from and, and who you are. Like if I say I'm from Derry and then there's a, and then an automatic conversation about what part of Derry are you from? And you know what they mean, yeah, like you exactly, know what they're yeah, getting at. Yeah. Um, and it's the same, you know, we don't like all this. The person was saying, oh, you're all mad up there. You know, I've had that from politicians to other journalists, to people in the street. You're all mad up there. And it's all linked to how you talk. As soon as they hear your accent, they've assumed something about you. And a lot of, you know, the... The abuse I get from my accent is all linked to that kind of anti-Northern thing, but a lot of the accent, the, the detailed accent stuff is that they can't understand me, but they can. They just don't want people who sound like me on the TV. That's what the issue is. It's funny, Paddy, though, because you were making the point that you actually think the, the Donegal accent, or I suppose having some an accent that is slightly different uh, in an area, in the area that you're living in, which is in Wicklow, uh, Paddy thinks it's actually, it's a good thing. It's it's a bonus, Sifa. It's a plus. I mean, I think maybe it like sets you apart from other people and that people can tell who you are straight away um, when they hear your voice. But I have not found it to be a plus at all. You know, when I first started in journalism, and bear in mind, I work in one of the snobbiest places in Dublin. Like I work in Leinster House in Dal Aaron. And when I first started, I wouldn't ask a question at a press conference because I was so afraid that the politician I was speaking to wouldn't understand me. And then if the person said what, and I would have to repeat myself it would get really embarrassing. So for the first six months, I didn't feel like I could actually ask, especially, and this is not a slight on them, but with like rural TDs or older TDs, you don't have as much, you know, interaction with people from the north. I didn't feel comfortable um, speaking publicly at all. Yeah, it's it's it is incredible. Some of the you know the the commentary and and the and and in your case, as you say, look, a lot of it has been been negative. I very much think that border accents, and I'm speaking as somebody from Donegal, border accents, and anybody uh, with a northern lilt at all are are much more subjected to it. And and maybe it is that, mm-hmm. like maybe it is it, Paddy. In your opinion, is it a sort of a classist thing? Do you think? Oh, I definitely think there's a classist issue. I've heard Eva before, and I've seen her on you know on a couple of current affairs shows. And fair play to her for not uh, regulating her accent too much, you know. You know, she she's kind of true to herself, and it's great to see that, you know. And I think that the, the accents are, um, you know, our regional accents are, are so unique, you know. And I think we're we're starting to lose them, you know. My my daughter here would have what you were describing earlier as like a mid Atlantic accent. You wouldn't be able to tell where she's from, even though she's lived in Wicklow all her life, you know. Yeah. But you wouldn't have a Wicklow a Wicklow accent. Even myself, in order, I worked for Directory Inquiries when I first came to Dublin, and I had to really, uh, you know, restrict my accent. I had to change it a bit, you know. I had to tone it down because uh, you wouldn't understand. I wouldn't even understand some of the locals where I'm from, you know, from the hills, because their accent is so strong. And to be like a Kerry accent, you know, but in Donegal, but it's very, very strong. If you ever remember the guy Bernard McHugh, yes, he, 
he was a couple of years ahead of me in school. Remember, he was on Blind Day. Yes, I do years, indeed. Years ago. Yeah. And he had such a strong accent. The fishing industry. The, yeah. or the fashion industry yeah, everyone fashion, thought he was talking about, but it was the fishing industry, industry yeah. yeah. yeah uh, so Elaine is with us on the line as well in, uh, in Kildare. Elaine, what's your thoughts on this? Is it fair that people face jokes purely because of their accent? So, no, people should not be discriminated against because of their accent. Your accent is part of you. Um, I remember a company I worked for 20-odd years ago who didn't employ somebody because of their too Dublin an accent, which I thought was extremely unfair. Um, you, 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 your accent, it, it defines you, I think, and it shouldn't, you should not be discriminated because of it. Like the way you speak is the way you speak, end of. Hang on, so, so the per- you're, you're telling me that the company that you worked with a number of years ago, they didn't actually hire the person purely because of their accent. Like, well, how, did, what did you, how did you react to that? I was angry with the company for doing that because they had somebody there who had the Dublin City Centre company who didn't take somebody on who was from the city. And I just thought that was just so wrong on so many levels because they just didn't want somebody with a Dublin accent meeting and greeting people, which I just thought was outrageous, really. Nobody's perfect and you are who you are. Yeah, like I mean, that's an incredible situation. But there's actually quite a number of texts coming in from people who who feel that don't necessarily know that that's the reason they didn't get the job, but they believe that it was the reason they didn't get the job. In some of the stories here today on the text line, um, and it's it purely comes down to this thing around this kind of perceived prejudice attitudes that there often is sometimes towards certain accents and the association and and, and where they're from. Um, Aoife, you'll be delighted to know there's a text in from a listener here who says Aoife's accent is the best accent ever. I could listen to her talk for the rest of my days. (laughs) I do think Dairy Girls has done a lot for us, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic programme. Maybe that's what we need then in Donegal is another similar version of that. Yeah, uh, Donegal lads or something. Yeah, Aoife Grace-Moore, um, also Paddy in Wicklow, Mark in uh, in England. Thanks a million for joining us here, for getting in touch with us on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about um, accent discrimination just before the break there. This new research that's out suggests a quarter of people have had their accent mocked, criticised or singled out, specifically actually in a professional setting, purely because of the sound of their voice. Tony is with us on the line in Betty's Town. Tony, you, you're you an accent coach. Um, do you have an opinion on this? I do. I have an opinion on most things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a different profession. Uh, to, to Obviously, I'm in theatre. I'm Tony Finnegan of, of Festival Productions. But in my profession, it's less important. In fact, it's important that you're able to do accents. But I mean, people would consider the prestige or the elite professions like law or medicine or whatever that people would be prejudiced against them and but I mean there's no employer that's going to admit to that I should imagine but in terms of mocking um, you know I have a very thick skin I'm from the north of Ireland originally and I'm now living in Betty's town but you know of course we were mocked for different things it depends it's like everything else I think it's it's about intent isn't it yeah. you know whether you actually intending to insult someone or whether it's just banter. So do, we do have accent snobbery then? Would I have? No, um, in general, no. do you think Irish society that we, we do have a kind of a hierarchy, an accent Definitely. hierarchy? 
Uh, definitely. Yeah, yes. I think I we think do. A hundred percent, we do. We do, and I, and I think it's natural. I, and I and I, I I think as long as we're aware of it, it's like everything else. If you're aware of your prejudice, then you can do something about counteracting that. Um, but you know, everybody has different voices. You you have your radio voice, and I'm sure when you're screaming at the kids, it's not it, 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 you temper it slightly. But you know, we all have our telephone voice or our on stage voice or yeah. whatever it is yeah. and, uh, and and you know if you go for an interview are you going to be exactly the personality that you're that you are at home in an interview situation no probably not you're probably going to put up a front you're going to hide some part of your personality in addition like you know i would um tutor people uh, kids particularly who are going off to drama college or whatever and of course i would say to them you know you speak very fast in your normal so slow that down at the interview stage or, you know, overdo the diction or whatever. We're trying to communicate here. And so obviously the easier it is. When I was in, in England, I went to drama college in England. And of course, a big Northern Ireland accent in Guildford in Surrey um, was going to have a certain connotation yeah. to it. So probably did I temper it so that, I, you know, some people do that even so that they don't have to repeat themselves as well. You know, it's just easier to speak properly the first time around if you're going to be asked to repeat. Uh, effectively kind of elocution lessons then Tony uh, yeah I, I, I'm very much against elocution I call them electrocution but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's just speaking properly it's just slowing down and, and re- you know wanting to communicate distinctly with people mm. but um, in terms of the accent itself certainly people relate accent to class and it's not just classiness well that's the thing class. isn't it yeah it's a cl- yeah. sort of a, and that was the point that was being made by, by Aoife and, and Paddy or even Mark earlier as well that it, I mean it's actually quite classist yes it is it is and and also racist if you want to take it to the to the furthest point you know if you if you get on the phone to someone and they have got a, a whether it's a regional accent or a foreign accent then you start putting two and two together especially when you can't see them um, and you assume things about them, you know, and regional accents would be deemed maybe less intelligent or inferior, but but maybe cute and charming and funny and yeah. less serious. I mean, there are pluses to that as well. A little bit the regional of, a, of a caricature. Uh, Billy has got yeah. in touch on the text line. He says, I'm actually lucky to suffer from positive um, discrimination in terms of my accent. Right. I'm from Leash, yeah. but apparently I've been I haven't been blessed with a Leash accent. In that I like to pronounce my THs. The amount of people who say to me that I'm lucky not to have a leash accent is remarkable. It's really an extraordinary comment uh, for people to make. Absolutely, Billy. Idel uh, is with us on the line in Wexford as well. Idel, um, are you mocked for your accent? Hi, Andrea. Um, thank you very much for having me yeah. on. Um, well, I always thought I had a Wexford accent, but I have a Wexford country accent as far as I'm concerned, which is quite different to, you know, central. Um, but when when I go to the UK, people say to me, I love your Irish accent. When I'm here, I, I get people all the time saying, you need to change that accent. Um, you didn't live here with that accent. Um, and then when we're out walking and my husband is Scottish and I'm from Wexford, I'm very proud that I am from Wexford. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we pass people and, you know, we're up in Core Town and I find Dubliners particularly, and I hate to be 
I hate to say that, um, but, you know, we pass people in Cortan and we say hello and then you hear English, it's an English, you know, I'm sorry to use really, that word. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that, yes, a lot. And, um, and it's sad when you hear that, really, it's because it takes me back to when I was a teenager, Andrea, and I read the book, which I think helps me throughout my whole life and career, um, I read the book Black Like Me, and that is, is a, it's a fantastic book, and, you know, it helped me navigate my way around all different cultures, and how if you color your skin and you change your accent, then you're perceived as completely different person to who, to, to who you are, and it, it's, it's only... You know, that's how it is. And that's the only way how I see it. And do you understand yeah. that? Yeah. And, and, do, and do you still get that, though, Edel? All the time. All the time yes. still, yeah. All the time as well. You know, if I, if, I, if I go into a shop or I'm with people, it's where are you from? And I say Wexford. I am from Wexford. Mm. I was born here. I was yeah, raised here. here yeah. I went to school here. And what don't you understand about that? I know. And then they go back. You know, I don't have to always tell people my CV. It's remarkable, isn't it, that that's, that that's still the case. And then I'm assuming that a, a lot of the people are from the area then, Edel, that are asking you that, are they? Um, well, a lot of people, I suppose, it, it, I mean, some people have said to me, I've got a BBC accent. Well, if I have a BBC accent, I'd like to be paid for it. <laughs> yeah, and you're dead, right? Abs- absolutely, Adele. Um, Jared is on the line as well in Cork. Um, do, do you get mocked, Jared? Do people mock your accent? Well, no, not now. I'm probably too big and aggressive looking to be mocked now. But certainly when I was in school as, as a lad in Cork City Secondary School, guys from the country were cultures. Obviously, because of our accent, and we didn't have cross yeah. city accents. And I think that that culture versus city mentality applies pretty much universally. If you're from the country, you are different and in a negative sense from people who were brought up and educated in the city. And some, 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 some people take, you know, a lot of exception to being called a culture. Well, I would too, generally, and I understand why people in the country would probably say, ah, get over it. But actually, it, it is a dividing line in Irish society to be to be from the country. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's actually, I, I don't take it overly seriously. I, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm serious from what I'm saying, but as a 65-year-old, I just kind of, it's one of these things in life that, that, that's there. Yeah. Um, Can- I mean, some... Some accents are lovely, but some accents I would personally find a little bit on the harsh side. Would you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say which. Look, <laughs> if I can take it, Cork City is quite a small place, but there's a dividing. The river okay. is a dividing line, and there's the this them and us. There's a text in here from from a listener actually who says anyone with a very strong accent of any kind, they can be very hard to understand. And therefore, I think if you work um, in an industry or if your work involves speech and you have a strong accent, it makes sense to modify it so that you can be understood. Um, 
keep the messages coming into us. 53106. There's actually lots of stories of people who feel that they lost out in job opportunities, they didn't get a job, purely on the basis of how they sound. On their accent, the connotations that maybe that goes with that, the kind of perceived prejudice about where they're from, attitudes towards them. I mean, it's actually pretty remarkable. And I know I said at the start that you know, I don't, I kind of feel I take it well when people you know, slag me or, or criticise me. But um, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not talking about it from the very, well, certainly in my experience, it's not from that serious perspective. Um, but it is something that I do deal with and get every single day of the week if you're to look at my Twitter account. But anyway, 53106 is the number. Do get in touch with us. Keep the messages coming into us. Jared, listen, thank you for, for getting in touch. Edel there in Wexford, Tony in, uh, in Bettystown as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.